The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Gaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. It's Tuesday. Hope you had a great family day, long weekend. If, in fact, you had the long weekend off, it was chilly, though. Man, it sure seems that it's been a long winter. I don't know about you, but every day we went outside uh, on the weekend, I was like, God, so cold. A um, couple of weeks, hopefully, into March, and things will change. I'm hoping to talk to uh, Dave, Ma- uh, Dave Phillips, uh, the senior climatologist at Environment Canada, about all of that later on this week. He's always tons of fun to talk to. Right now, though, Julie Matthews, consumer expert, expert and the former um, troubleshooter over at Global Edmonton, joins us. It is trade show season. Every weekend, it seems, there's a different kind of show in the city, from bridal to outdoors, you name it, it is there. They're a great way, as we all know, to get new ideas, check out the latest gadgets, but our consumer expert, Julie has a bit of a warning for you as well. Um, there, you had, I remember you doing a number of stories on trade shows in your day. Yes, yes. They're, they're a fun little adventure into consumer buying awareness, really, because there's so many great products out mm-hmm. there at these different types of shows, whether you're looking to hire a contractor, you're getting married, you're buying an ATV, whatever it might be. The problem is, is they're a really great place for not so reputable companies to also get a a lot of access Mm -hmm. to a lot of people. And let's make it clear, we know that there's the majority of people who are there are reputable Reputable, yes. reputable, <laughs> different, uh, reputable, and they, they they follow all the rules and they're doing what they should, but from your investigations in the past, you know otherwise. That's right. Think of it as someone hiding in the shadows mm-hmm. of all of those great businesses, that there probably is someone there who maybe just isn't quite what they seem. Mm-hmm. And the unfortunate thing is, now I can't speak for every trade show out there, but the majority of them don't do a lot of screening when they allow people to come to the trade shows. And I can't even even tell you how many consumers I've talked to over the last 20 years who said to me, well, I hired that person or I bought that product because obviously if they were at the trade show, they were a great Mm -hmm. company, but Mm -hmm. that's not necessarily the case. Do they have to have business licenses? Well, the research I have done into some of the shows doesn't show a requirement Mm -hmm. that or that anyone checks to make sure that they have a business license. I've seen some applications for trade shows that ask for a business license number, whether they fill them out, whether anyone checks them. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I definitely, from personal experience in years past, can tell you that there definitely have been people that have snuck into these shows and they don't even have a business license. They operate out of their basement. Mm -hmm. They aren't really a reputable business, and they got a lot of money out of that trade show. So what do you do? How how do you protect yourself at at that point? If if you're standing in front of a booth and maybe you're thinking, well, okay, this is interesting. I don't really, I've never really heard about these folks before. What do you do? Well, the trick is, are you hiring them for a service? Are you hiring them for a product? You, with our phones nowadays, we can stand there and do quite a bit of research. So I still suggest, you know, Googling, looking online. You can even call the city of Edmonton if it happens 
to be a weekday and actually ask if they have a business oh, license. Okay. It doesn't take very long. Um, I also suggest just getting everything in writing like we always talk about before you buy a product. A lot of the products and services being offered at trade shows, you see those like show promotions, like special deal today mm-hmm. only. And while I have heard of people getting legitimate great deals, that is can also be a tricky situation. They can sell yeah. floor models, uh, things as is. You know, if you're getting $500 off that ATV, that might be a great deal, but if it doesn't actually work very well, <laughs> um, also, do they even have a real storefront? Yeah. You know, I mean, they might give you a business card, they might have a really impressive looking website, but once the show is done, can you find them if you have a problem? Yeah, if there's a problem with the product that you've bought or the service that you've hired them for, where do you go if... Uh, um, yeah, if they don't have something, oh, man, that makes you that makes you think, doesn't it? Now you say don't be pressured, especially with those with those. Oh, it's only on for you know these couple of days while the uh, the show is is going on. You're saying don't be pressured. It's hard to walk away at times, though. It is, and I guess you need to do your research. Like if you if you've been shopping around for a product or a service, you should have a pretty good idea of what what dollar figure is the right one. I'm not saying again. We talked about this. Mm-hmm. There's lots of great businesses there, but do your research. Mm-hmm. You know if. If you're there, if you really think you're going to be shopping for something, go at the start of the show. The get get your quotes, get your uh, product information, go home, and then come back on the last day of the show <laughs> after you've done some research. But and it might then, be all gone by then, well, Julie. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Maybe on the last day of the show that could happen, but I really, really stress that. Get it in writing. Do your research. You've got time. You must be their uh, worst nightmare when you go through these <laughs> trade shows. Well, I always wonder, you know, this is an interesting interesting story that someone told me, Jaylen, was some people were working a, a booth at a trade show once, and across the, the you know, the booth from them was a car set up there with a big sign on it that said, win a free lease on this vehicle. Mm. There was a lineup of people waiting to fill out this form that asked for a lot of personal information, including birth dates, addresses, everything else. Now, that entire trade show, not a single person was at that booth. No one with that car. Who follows up to make sure that anyone actually gave the car away? Or were they just collecting all of that information, some mysterious business, right? Oh my goodness. How do you know? That's my question is, does anyone follow up on all these grand prizes that everyone's using to collect all this personal information, free draws, whatever, does anyone actually check? Does anyone check to see if that car got given away? If that trip got yeah. given away? I know. I, don't know. I, I was at uh, one of the shows years back. I, I don't know which one it was now, but I remember signing up for something. And it was a trip of some sort. And then I just, I've got junk mail from these people for ages. They had my e, they had my email number. They probably had my birthday. They had my name. Um, and it was great when finally I could get to that un- unsubscribe page. But it was, it was annoying. It was really annoying. And you don't know who these people are and who these businesses are and you might say well I know ABC roofing or whatever mm-hmm. it might be but you might not know who they're connected with and who they might share information with you don't really know so I really really stress don't enter free draws and if you do and really feel strongly about it please limit the personal information that you provide I know some people who actually use an alias name mm-hmm. when they go to trade shows like Mickey Mouse yeah. and they and then that they use that as a way to track how much of their information has been shared and to where. 
Oh, interesting. <laughs> Why some people have a lot of time on so their hands or right? are very protective of, of their information, which is great. Uh, product warranties when you buy something, um, you know, at a trade show, is it, you know, probably the same advice you'd give anyone when it comes to warranties? Really, yeah, um, except if you're buying it from a department store or a storefront, you know, you have a pretty good feeling they're probably going to be uh-huh. there next week or next month. I mean, not always, but normally if you're buying from a trade show, again, if you don't really know that business well, where are, are you going to be able to find them? How good is that warranty? The warranty is really just a piece of yeah. paper unless the business exists to back it up mm-hmm. after that. So you need to, I really stress, um, there might be some great deals and things at these trade shows, but try and choose a business that's well-established. Um, there's lots of new, great upcoming businesses, but you need to be careful. You know, it, it's okay. People think are scared to be rude, right? <laughs> they, everyone wants to be so polite, but it's okay to ask those questions. You're just trying to protect yourself by asking. Ask about the warranty. Ask what's covered and always, always get it in writing. Get it in writing. The research part, I keep going back to that and because you're right, a lot of these um, shows will have up-and-coming businesses and so you don't want to say, oh no, I've never heard of these before so they, 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 they must not be real or good or whatever it is. But yeah, we have computers in our hip pocket all the time and it doesn't take too long just to, to Google a name or see if there's some reviews. That's that's really good advice right there. Well, and when you're at the booth, if they want to make the sale, they're going to probably give you some brochures and some information, you know, talk to them about Mm -hmm. it. I mean, I know people, some of them are might be very good salespeople, Mm -hmm. Um, but use that information. Tell them, you know what? I'm just a little bit concerned because you seem like a new business. How do I know you're going to be here Mm -hmm. next week? I'd like some more information from you. Ask them for brochures. Ask them for the names of clients that they can talk to. Do you think that people are becoming more aware and, and, and are doing a better job at due diligence when it comes to protecting themselves at different things and handing out their information. I know you work with this and you've done this work for 20 plus years and we hear the stories all the time of, you know, someone getting scammed out of 15 grand the other day, um, you know, uh, you know, a fake, a fake Mountie, you know, managed to get $15,000 from this woman, right. you know, and you have to, you have to wonder and it's, you, it's, you scratch your head when you, when you hear about these stories, but I'd like to think think that some people are doing a better job of this. I think we are. Um, I think we are. I hear, especially with seniors, um, you know, we always hear the seniors are vulnerable. I meet more and more seniors all the time, and I'm so happy to hear it <laughs> when they tell me, I don't I don't trust anyone. I don't answer the door. I don't give anyone my information. I mean, seniors have been, we've been bombarding, been bombarding mm-hmm. them with information for so long. And I think the rest of us are doing research, too, and we're more careful. I think where we get caught is the timing or they happen to catch us on that one issue Mm. that we don't do as much research. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, scare tactics, right? If you catch someone at the right time on the right day, scare tactics are going to work on a lot of people. You just need to know the right tactic. And again, we've said this before, they know what to say. They target enough people. It's a numbers game for them. Eventually, they're going to get you. It's like the phishing emails from, you know, Scotiabank or RBC. If they send them to enough people, eventually they'll find a client of that bank that might fall for it. Hmm. What about deposits at uh, at these trade shows? 
Well, and that's where you have to also be very, very careful. If you really feel that you this is a deal you want to look into, a service that you want to sign up for, make sure that you're paying by a means that can be traced. So like a visa, um, please don't pay cash. Um, you know, if you absolutely have to, I really don't think there should ever be a situation where you have to. Um, but if pay by visa, get everything in writing, make sure that you have some sort of contract or something mm-hmm. in writing that outlines what you're actually paying for so that you don't get any surprises down the line Um, and really try and limit the amount of that deposit you know don't be afraid to ask questions to the business well what is this deposit for why can't I give it to you next week after I've seen more Mm -hmm. information you know what I'd rather you email me the contract and once I read it over I'd be happy to give you a deposit Or just bring Julie Matthews with you (laughs) everywhere you go. She is our consumer expert. We'll take a break right now. When we come back, I asked Julie to put together a list of the places to go if you have a problem. So if you have a problem with a a business, if you have a problem with um, a landlord or a tenant, or maybe you have a problem with a, a scam, how do you know where to go? Julie's going to tell us right after this. Julie Matthews, our consumer expert, joining us in studio this afternoon. So I wanted to ask Julie, when we talk about all of these things, oftentimes we're very focused on on one thing, like automotive, and we at the end of it say, okay, this is where you should go to. So I wanted to kind of put together a list today, and you can find it on the afternoon news show page at 630ched.com right now. So we've put a list together. If you're having an issue, who to call? who to try. And so I wanted to start with rental issues, whether you're a landlord, whether you're a tenant, where do you go? Okay, so you've got a few options when it comes to landlord-tenant issues. First of all, it's the Landlord and Tenant Advisory Board. Mm -hmm. This is in Edmonton, and it's a city-run advisory board are the key words. So they're (laughs) there to educate you and give you information and advice. They don't have the ability to investigate or charge anyone, but they're there for information, and that's a really, really helpful resource. Um, If you you are looking to have someone investigate a violation of what's called the Residential Tenancies Act in Alberta, a landlord situation, for example, Service Alberta um, is the agency that would look into and investigate everything from improper entry to not returning a security deposit, mm, that okay. kind of thing. And finally, if you're looking for damages or compensation, now this is this one is for a landlord or a tenant, the Residential Tenancy <laughs> Dispute Resolution Service, long name, RTDRS, they're like a small mini court for landlords and tenants to have their issues heard. Yeah, and they have a, uh, a full website as well that you can check out uh, on that one. So what about vehicles? Because I know vehicles is always seems to be a, a big one as well. Vehicles is a big one. Alberta Motor Vehicle Industry Council, otherwise known as AMVIC, they have a team of investigators in Edmonton and in Calgary that will look into licensing of mechanics and salespeople, dealerships, unfair sales practices, unfair business practices in regards to sales. Um, they're definitely the ones to talk to they are very busy over there I'm guessing though you know the t- the couple that we have just talked with the vehicles and the landlord tenant issues you- you're gonna have to pack your patience with this it's it's not going to happen overnight if you have an issue no it's like anything else you yeah. know if you had something happen and you're going to police with a, for example with maybe a scam or a fraud situation it's not going to happen overnight on the investigators and the staff at all of these organizations there's a lot of people mm-hmm. looking for help and if you're talking about an investigation there's a lot of um, 
you know, actual investigation that needs to be done, you know, the collecting of evidence to determine if any enforcement action needs to be taken, for example. Okay, what about business issues and scams? So the Better Business Bureau is still a good database to keep in mind, um, just to give you an idea of what kind of complaints a business might be seeing. Service Alberta is also one as well for things like not just landlords, but contractors and general unfair mm-hmm. business practices. If you're looking at a fraud, you know, you might still want to keep, you know, EPS and RCMP in mind as well, especially if we're looking at a lot of victims or a large dollar value. They want to hear from you as well. Um, Lots of the agencies work together. So if you go to one, they can refer you to another if you're in the wrong place. Um, And the Canadian Anti-Fraud Centre, business scams is big for them, but they're also big into the overseas scams. So they have this great disruption program where if you give them phone numbers and email addresses of scammers, dating profiles, they actually will shut them down to try and slow down the scammers. Darn romance. Scammers. I know that one's, uh, (laughs) that one burns your butt all the time too. And uh, when it comes to insurance, I didn't even know you could, uh, complain about insurance anymore. Yeah, a lot of people don't know, but every single insurance company is required to have its own internal ombudsman type of service. So you go above your agent, you demand to talk to that company's ombudsman or ombuds service, and if their hearing or their mediation process doesn't work, then there's something called the General Insurance Ombuds Service of Canada, which you have that information on your website as well. I do. And you can go to them, and they actually will mediate and work with consumers and their insurance provider. Finally, Julie, what about banks? Banks, same kind of thing. There's um, an ombuds service of sorts that looks into it. Financial Consumer Agency of Canada, it's federal. It's part of the federal government. Same kind of thing as the ombuds service for insurance. They try to help consumers mediate between the two. And I have heard some good success stories, actually. Awesome. Great information. And again, you can find that list at 630ched.com. Go to shows, click on that, go to the afternoon news show. It's all written out. And the, uh, the information there for you if you you need it. Talk to you next month. Thanks, Jalen. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.